Welcome to Dazer Update for December 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Sologi. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Janet Victoria. And yeah, we've got a, a last minute kind of show here for the end of the year, doing a, a quick show here for uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, it'll be our last show of the year before we do our Game of the Year show. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it maybe next week to release around the uh, article, or we'll just maybe do it the following weekend. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Uh, but before uh, we worry about Game of the Year stuff, we got another show to do. We got uh, a good bit of news here. Nothing too much, uh, but I uh, got a few things a couple of big updates for the TMNT games that came out this year. Uh, we got a couple of release dates and such that is hitting. Uh, as well as Nintendo's House of Indies holiday event. They had a little neat little event where they put out videos every day that announced a couple of games that were out that day. Uh, and two more that were coming to the platform. I guess maybe like a couple of these that we already knew were going to be happening. But get a little more to that. So that's uh, cool. So... And then I decided we'll do a little bit of a preview of the first quarter of 2023, uh, January to March, kind of look through a lot of the releases and see how stacked this uh, upcoming launch period is going to be. And it is stacked indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. These are just, these aren't even everything. It's just a lot of the more noteworthy stuff mm-hmm. uh, that I saw. Because obviously Steam's going to have like 50 games a day that launches and there'll be other stuff coming out that, uh, you know, get surprise releases and whatnot. So, yeah, we'll go through that, uh, and that'll be the show. Uh, but before we get to the proper stuff, uh, we'll talk about what we've been playing, and I'll kick it off here. I've uh, been doing some holiday streaming this week, playing some holiday-related games. Mm. Uh, first up was Costume Quest Grubbins on Ice, which was not uh, a difficult thing to find. Mm. Uh or play through because it was like two uh two hours long maybe and if you had the games on i think xbox 360 or ps3 it was like a paid dlc that worked out pretty nice um but the other versions that have come out since then have it built in included for free uh, which i think is just pc and maybe mobile versions i'm not sure uh but yeah it's it's a nice little campaign uh they find a portal uh, evidence that like the uh, the monster world is still around. So they uh, manage to go through and find uh, to see that the there's a new baddie that's sort of taken over uh, Repugia, the monster world, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's nothing really too complicated. You kind of go through each of the different areas and then, to a final boss and beat him, and it's it's nothing too complicated, but it's still a nice time. Mm. Uh, the other one I played, Little Inferno. Ten years later, they put out DLC for the first time. Uh, huh. It's called Ho Ho Holiday. Yeah, uh, which I was kind of expecting to be a smaller thing, but turns out it is essentially a way to replay the main campaign, mm-hmm. uh, which has seven of these catalogs of stuff you burn. Mm. Uh, where you're trying to find combos and all this kind of stuff to figure out. Uh, and then they add a new sort of Christmas-themed catalog, uh, mm-hmm. or holiday-themed especially, because there's, like there's like a Bluetooth dreidel 
in there and a bunch of other stuff uh, that you can burn. So there's new combos that in- incorporate that stuff into the with the other things, and uh, the, they changed up the the person you have correspondence with. Uh, that is sort of the neighbor girl that you meet uh, in the original campaign. This time around, you meet a nerd, nerdy gamer kid who very much is like, oh, there's no skill in Little Inferno. It's barely even a a thing. You know, how am I going to prove my elite skills, this kind of thing? Or like, I think they're writing this character to be like some of the shitty reviews they would get. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that try to claim that game has no gameplay or anything. And then he goes through his own... Uh, a Christmas Carol kind of adventure of, you know, meeting the three spirits and all that. And they get him to change the way that he views, you know, the holidays and little Inferno and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, uh, it's a fun little thing. Mm. Uh, endings the same, same way. Uh, you just meet, uh, the, uh, the, the nerd kid, uh, mm. later on, uh, there while you're walking to the end. Yeah. Uh, you do get like a weird note from the girl. It's like, ah, oh, it would have been nice if we'd met, but whatever. Mm. Kind of thing. But yeah, that was a nice time. I got all the achievements in that. Uh it only has three additional achievements outside of what was what you can get from the main campaign. Yeah. Uh though one of them requires you to get all the combos with the new catalog, so mm. that was a little tricky, but also I just used a guide for the most part. Mm. Uh and the last one I played is Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Uh, one of the more recent uh, Z-Boyd Games titles uh, that brings back Cthulhu, who is their, I think, in their second game. Cthulhu Saves the World. Uh, this one uh, is sort of a follow-up where uh, he gets a present for Christmas, and it's some, I don't know, something that, like, zaps his power uh, that claims it's from Santa, so he goes out to investigate Mm-hmm. And destroy Santa once and for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but runs into his granddaughter and uh, figures out that the League of Christmas Evils kidnapped Santa uh, and plans to take over the holiday or whatever. And so you kind of begrudgingly go to save Christmas as a result. And it plays around with a lot of tropes. Uh, there's a narrator that constantly. Uh, goes into that stuff as well as Cthulhu, you know, breaks the fourth wall and talks to the narrator and, you know, jokes about like, oh, isn't, doesn't every game do this kind of thing? Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, but the, the game itself has one part that it's kind of persona ish where you kind of go on a daily basis to hang out with, uh, your party members or you go around town to do stuff and different parts of the town. Uh, that stuff is pretty simple because it just tells you like, oh, you go do this, you'll get this item and that can be an upgraded item for one of your characters kind of thing. So you're usually like looking, oh, this person doesn't have, you know, has the the default, you know, this item. So I'll do this and get them a better item that'll improve their stats, that kind of stuff. Um, The battle system's pretty neat. It is... Uh, a battle system where essentially you have uh, your box has eight different things you can do. Um, the top four row you can set uh, with any sort of attack that you have available to you. Uh, 
the bottom row, uh, the bottom right is the defend. Then the other three are ones that are randomized from a selection of abilities you have uh, in your arsenal. And so that's kind of the, the Cthulhu insanity effect is that you just never know what the other three part of your uh, arsenal is going to be. Uh, so some fights you might just have more buffing abilities versus attacks and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you can only use those abilities once and then you have to defend for a turn to you know, reset everything to being able to be used again. So it's kind of a neat battle system. That's kind of what Z-Boy Games does. They make kind of shorter uh, games, you know, heavily influenced by classic JRPGs and try to do interesting things with the battle system that uh, doesn't overstay its welcome or anything. Uh, so, yeah, the, the other neat thing they do is that in each of the areas you go to, uh, to explore and eventually fight, you know, a boss. Uh, it'll have a counter of how many battles you have to fight before, you know, you're no longer getting any, like, uh, random battles anymore. So I believe it's usually 10 for each area. So you can kind of just go and just walk around and grind that stuff out. And you can explore freely and find, you know, chests with extra items and all that kind of stuff. Uh, though you can go in the pause menu and instigate battles if you just want to grind. If you like the battle system that much, you can do that. Uh, so there's that kind of stuff to it. But yeah, it's uh, pretty well done. Uh, it's on sale here for the holidays. I think it's half off for PlayStation and 75% off on Steam. Uh, so if you uh, want to play it on either of those things, uh, you can get it. Uh, I think it's full price on Switch, so has not been put on sale there. But yeah, that, that's a game I do recommend checking out if you want a JRPG, indie JRPG that's probably not going to be more than 10 hours at most. Uh, maybe to get all the trophies, I don't know, but uh, there, uh, good time. And uh, the last game, just been playing more Rocket League. Uh, the winter uh, event is still going on, so uh, put more time into that. I got a few more things to unlock, but other than that, I'm doing pretty well with Rocket League so far, so yeah, that's been pretty much it for me, so how about you, Brandon? Well, um, as for me, I've been more or less trying to, last week or two, trying to avoid that, you know, that uh, Chain Echo is left after I finished it, so, um, and you know, I got stuff coming tomorrow that I'll be playing, but right now, um, I have been playing, and I recently finished Soccer Story. Now, I had erroneously thought that this game had been made by the makers of Golf Story. Um, turns out, no, that is not the case. Uh, they have another game called Sport Story that actually just released yesterday on the Switch. Uh, this particular game here, Soccer Story, was made by someone else, although it very much does sort of use something akin to the Golf Story formula. Um in that, you know, it's a sort of pseudo-RPG that takes place in a world that's, you know, completely uh, revolves around the sport of soccer. But in this case, it just, it, it was it was enjoyable, and it was fun, but it was not really as good as Golf Story was. Um, 
you know, because Golf Story, on top of being like cleverly written uh, and being like genuinely fun, it also had like a really solid uh, golfing simulator underneath it, which was fine. Um, this game, for one thing, it's like, okay, so much like with Golf Story, you've got, you know, a ball that you can produce and hit around at any time. Um, which, you know, it makes for some interesting challenges. The problem is, this game does not do anything nearly um, as inventive, as far as that is concerned, with stuff like um, Golf Story did. It just doesn't really utilize the soccer aspect that well. And then there's the actual soccer itself. Um, the soccer games in it, they're not... It's not terribly complicated, which, you know, is... it's. You know, it's soccer. It's not supposed to be complicated. You know, you kick around a bowl and you fall and you try to kick it in a goal. But the thing is, the actual soccer game is both it just it, it's almost kind of a kind of a drudge. And the thing is, the AI and the way the game works is on the one hand, it's too good. And on the other hand, it's extremely easy to game. Because um, if you try to play this like a regular soccer game, you'll pretty much get your ass handed to you. But if you try to basically game the system and like take advantage of sort of the weird little glitches that the game does, you can pretty much like knock it out of the park every single time, like with like 12 to nothing at the end. And that's including like the final match against the quote unquote boss team that you have to play at the end. Um, but, you know, it, it was enjoyable. Um, I'm not going to say it was a bad game by any means, but it definitely pales in comparison to Golf Story. I'll just, I'll say that. Um, also, on top of that, I'm also playing Eastward, which, of course, is the, uh, Earthbound Zelda, basically. And that game still continues to surprise me in a lot of ways, because it is... A game like much like Earthbound, it's got very cheery sort of graphics and everything, but it is hiding a really dark layer underneath it. And the further you get into it, the darker it gets. Um, and uh, on top of that, I also started playing New Super Lucky's Tale because you know it was there, and people told me like if you want to experience that game, you have this is pretty much the best way to play it. Um, yeah, Lucky's Tale sucks. Yeah. Um, and I gotta admit it, uh, the new Super Lucky's Tale, actually not bad. Um, actually a pretty fun sort of a throwback to old school character action games. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, Dan, what about you? Yeah, I've just been gearing up for the holidays and doing a lot of Game of the Year stuff. So I haven't been able to play a whole lot of stuff. Um, I'd be scrolling through Xbox Game Pass looking for something to play, and I'd download stuff and like not actually start anything, but last night I finally did start something, and I started Tinykin. Um, this game came out a few months ago. Uh, it's also available on Game Pass, and basically, it's a Pikmin clone. Um, the game starts off like in some, in, some, um, in some household, and like you're really, really tiny, so it's like, you know, pretend you're playing Toy Story or something, where um, the house is a whole lot bigger than you'd think. And yeah, you use this character where it's kind of like Paper Mario because like he's 2D, and then when when he turns, he he makes a 180 uh, and stuff like that. And it's it's similar to Pikmin because like there's these little things you pick up called Tinykin, and you can throw them to 
move um, certain objects to other places, like like you can in Pikmin, and you can also use them to attack or bomb things, and they all have different uses depending on the color that they are. Um, I've only played it for about 45 minutes, but I heard this is a pretty short experience at around four to five hours, so I'm looking forward to actually uh, getting finished with it because I need, like, you know, a nice breath of fresh air as far as gaming goes, especially after beating God of War and um, Pokemon. So, yeah. Uh, aside from that, it's the usual Marvel Snap. I play about an hour of that game every day, and it's about as addictive as it's always been. Um, I just finished my review on that, and it will be in my top ten list. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. But that's about it. All right. So, yeah, let's get to some news here. Uh, we got two big updates, uh, for one for each of the TMNT games. Uh, the TMNT Cowabunga Collection has a new update that adds online co-op to the Super Nintendo Turtles in Time. I believe they're also working on uh, online play for TMNT 3, the Manhattan Project for the NES, as well in a future updates, as well as just made a host of uh, fixes and changes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say you're like the PS4 arcade controller is now supported. PS4 joystick support has now been implemented uh, for PS5 as well. Same for Xbox arcade sticks supports and all that mm-hmm. has been added. Uh, you can, as you went creating an online lobby, players can now set the lobby size for the two arcade games. Mm-hmm. So you can limit it to like two people, three people, four people, whatever you want. Uh, you can, it has some more options there. Yeah, new enhancements added to the Super Nintendo and Super Famicom TMNT tournament fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ultimate attacks can now be enabled in story mode on or off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch here, a bunch of issues fixed as well for audio bugs and other stuff that people had issues with, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. So, uh, makes a good game even better. So that's great. So yeah, if you have not had a chance to check out, I'm going to guess it's probably on sale for the holidays mm-hmm. on most platforms. So you can check that out. And yeah, there's also an update for Shredder's Revenge. Uh, and this one seems, from the way I've seen people talking about this, it seems to fix pretty much every outstanding issue people had with the game. Uh, yeah, so they, let's see, they added a custom game option. So now you can turn different aspects of the game on or off uh, when playing through it. So you can have, like, keep the, the supers the old way, uh, whether you use uh, you lose health points. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of the, the the super meter that you fill up, uh, as well as you know, limit your revives and or have infinite revives, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff here. Doppelgangers, so you can have you know multiples of the same turtle in the game if you want. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there's uh, yeah new custom arcade mode. Uh, CRT and VCR filters mm-hmm. uh, for that kind of stuff and a bunch of fixes and changes to the game. So I believe you can limit how many players can be in a game because it was just max six. So you can have people in, uh, you know, if you just wanted to play four, because six is a lot of people in that game mm-hmm. uh, to have at once. So that's uh, great to see. Uh, mm. And yeah, so basically that game's in really great shape now as of this update that came out the other day. So there you go. Both of those games uh, looking a lot better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these updates get some time for Christmas. I know a lot of those people have uh, 
uh, picked it up on Black Friday because the, the good deal, yeah, sorry, the deal was good on them, and um, yeah, the patches came just in time. I'm just wondering though if um, the Kawabunga collection ended up patching the, uh, the 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 easy platinum trick where you just go on watch mode and most of the trophies are unlocked. Mm. Um, maybe not, but pretty cool, pretty cool thing. I don't know. I don't think you can get the achievements off of the watch mode. Mm. You, most of them have stage select. Mm-hmm. So you can just say, go to the last stage, figure out how to play it, and then beat it. Mm. That's what I did for one of the games, the Genesis game. I think so. Yeah, that's a, that's a legit way to go. Mm. Uh, let's see. For uh, another date here, Grim Guardians, Demon Purge. We talked about this a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, new game from NT Creates that includes... Uh, Two of the main characters from the, uh, I'm forgetting what the, the series is. Bloodstained. No, um, they're from the Gun Gals games. Mm-hmm. The Gun Gals, yeah, the, yeah. The sexy high school shooter games. Mm. Uh, these are the two uh, demons that can that show up and like cause all the havoc. Uh, now they have their own game where they uh, it's basically Castlevania-esque kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but you can play as both characters. They do different things. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it'll be out February 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up here in about two months uh, for $24.99 on PS, uh, all the Playstations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's uh a neat looking game to keep your eye on. And it's a, probably a better way to experience these characters than in Galgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to avoid games where you are uh, sexually arousing high school girls. Yeah, especially. Uh, so yeah, there you go. For that. Uh, other big news here. Sifu is coming to Xbox and the Steam in March. Uh, no dates. Uh, for just yet, just the month. Uh, that also be when uh, it's getting a big content update for all players, all platforms. Uh, it's a re- called Arenas. Uh, and as it suggests, it adds nine new maps that feature combat challenges, so you can just go in and just focus solely on the combat stuff. Uh, yeah, beating these missions unlocks new modifiers, introduces alternate combat moves, cheats, and outfits. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That'll be a big update coming out in March. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if I'm gonna, probably going to try it. Maybe it'll be on Game Pass. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Seafood's fantastic. I love yeah. that they keep up with it. So, yeah. If you get a chance, try it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and here's a game for Dan Reb, Grim Grimoire Once More, the mm-hmm. remaster of the old PS2 game. Uh, one of VanillaWare's uh, original games. It was their first game, actually. Yeah. That uh, is finally going to be releasing April 4th for PS5, PS4, and Switch. In North America, April 7th in Europe. Uh, published by NIS America. That is their new buddy now, I guess. Uh, we have English and Japanese audio with English text, so you can experience all that stuff. Uh, yeah. That'll be uh, a nice new game to have. Any way to play that game. 
Yeah, I've always wanted to give this one a try because when it originally came out, it was actually really have a big release. Yeah, it, it, it didn't have a big release, but like th- those that did play it, you know, back then this game was considered niche, and I, I guess it still sort of is. Um, yeah, like they they wouldn't stop talking about how awesome it was. Uh, for me in particular, like, I wasn't a huge fan of VanillaWare's games. They they just didn't speak to me. But like I like them more now. I might just give them. Yeah. So yeah, you'll be able to check that out in April. Uh, let's see. Well, next here, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, came out, did really well, and yeah, they are planning updates for the game. Um, particularly, they've announced that they are putting out a new game plus update in spring. Uh, no real time frame other than that, so uh, that'll be cool to see. Give people a reason to come back to the game and play it some more. Because uh, yeah, I believe the the original game also got a new game plus update after launch, uh, and seemed like it did a lot of cool stuff to change things up for you for a second playthrough. Uh, especially when it comes to enemies and such. So, yeah, some more uh, ways for people to play that game. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not traditionally a New Game Plus kind of person. Uh, I prefer it for RPGs and stuff like that, but uh, God of War does have, like, a fair bit of depth as far as, like, loadouts and character customization. So um, I guess it makes sense. Um, when I played uh, the, the 2018 version, uh, I didn't bother with um, New Game Plus. Like, I, I got what I needed, and... It's the same thing here. Like this, this game is huge. There's a whole lot to do, um, and yeah, it looks like uh, people are starting to 100% now. So I'm sure a new game plus would be received quite well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up here, I have the Legend of Heroes: Trails into Reverie. Finally, has a release date for the West. It'll be July 7th for PS5, yeah. PS4, Switch, and PC. Yeah, this is. Uh... Pretty much the sort of bridge game between Trails of Cold Steel and the next storyline that they're starting up, which is mostly over in the Republic. So it looks like it's going to be involving, you know, some stuff from uh, Crossbell as well. Yeah, it has Reen Schwarzer, Lloyd Bannings, and the Mass Figure C. Yeah, that's actually going to be the uh, key thing with this game, that you can use the, these three characters and their parties to... Uh... Uh, go through everything and like you see things from their perspective like uh, it, it kind of makes you wish they sort of did it with um Charles of Cold Steel and the Crossbell games because all those ha- all those games happen concurrently but yeah this, this, this pretty much closes this uh Erebonian chapter and like goes to the future so definitely looking forward to this game we also have um Trails to Azure coming out a few months before so it'll be a pretty big year for Falcom fans yeah yeah this one looks like it's not uh, a PSP port uh, so that's good uh, from what I can see on the trailer. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, that'll be a good summer game. Uh, but yeah, for some bad news for a company, Epic Games got dinged for $520 million by the FTC uh, in fines over two big issues that they had with uh, the way they were doing things in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly, let's see... Accused the game company of making tons of money off kids without following the rules meant to protect them online. Mm-hmm. The first of two settlements announced on Mondays for collecting personal information from Fortnite players who are under 13 and in-game settings that turn on voice and text chat by default. A violation of the Children's Online Privacy Protection Rule. 
Uh, it's resulted in a $275 million penalty and a commitment by Epic to change Fortnite's default settings, which I'm sure that is why they, in recent, in the past like month or so, they introduced child accounts to their Epic Games system. Yep. So that's probably something they saw coming in and was like, yeah, we should probably get to working on this stuff so that we can have it ready mm-hmm. ahead of time. Uh, the second settlement is for using dark patterns to trick players into making unwanted purchases. Uh, specifically, Epic is accused of making it easy to accidentally buy skins when previewing them and hard to find the refund option when players want to reverse a transaction. FTC also says that when charges were reversed, Epic would sometimes ban those accounts, leaving players locked out of content they had previously paid for. As a result, Epic will pay $245 million into a fund to reimburse players affected by unintentional purchases. And so, yeah, that is uh, definitely a big thing. Uh, I believe the FTC says the biggest fines they've levied in their history for at least gaming companies uh, for this stuff. So they're definitely getting a big penalty, though. I think people have said this is about like 30 days worth of Fortnite's uh, income to cover this. So it's not that big of a a ding for them. So, yeah. Uh, they did also put out a blog post that uh, definitely has a way about it uh, where they talk about the settlement uh, and say, yeah. like, no developer creates a game with the intention of ending up here. Mm-hmm. The video game industry is a place of fast-moving innovation where player expectations are high, new ideas are paramount. Mm-hmm. Statutes written decades ago don't specify how gaming ecosystems should operate. Laws have not changed, but their application has evolved, and long-standing industry practices aren't all enough. We accept this agreement because we want Epic to be at the forefront of consumer protection mm. and provide the best experience for our players. Uh, and then go here. All game developers should rethink steps they've taken to simplify payment flows, favorite practices that provide the largest amount of clarity to players, mm. and they make purchase decisions. That's not a stuff where they're like, yeah, I know this is specifically about us, but also everybody does this. We don't know why we're being singled out, but everybody should really think about these things. Mm. And it's like, all right, I guess that's a way you can go about this. It doesn't necessarily make you guys sound any less like you're just whining a bunch here about getting, you know, penalized for this thing that other people do. Mm-hmm. So they're just acting like, we'll do this because it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody should do this too. So, yeah, there you go for that. Uh, If you did get involved in this, you might see some of that money coming back to you. Uh, I don't know how how they would do that. I think at one point they just basically gave everybody like a thousand V-Bucks for free as part of a settlement over like refund issues or whatever at some point. Uh, I think they did the same for Rocket League, that kind of stuff. So hopefully... Uh, this is it for the issues of this stuff, but also, yeah, it should be easier to do refunds on any of these companies and these games. Uh, definitely tell that, you know, dark patterns, uh, which, if you don't know what dark patterns are, that's basically the specific way that uh, accounts set up and payment systems and, uh, you know, if you uh, pay for uh, cable and internet from the same company, you might notice, like, Oh, it's, they don't even allow you to like 
uh, unsubscribe from like one part of their services without having to call them, that kind of stuff. Uh, they try to put up these innocent looking, you know, uh, hurdles into doing this kind of stuff. Uh, that's a lot of the ways that these companies kind of operate. You know, like if you go into look at purchasing stuff and notice that the uh, button, button placement changes when it comes to like trying to remove stuff or pay for stuff or whatever. Uh, a lot of that kind of stuff is designed to try to trick you or confuse you into doing things a certain way, fearing that maybe, uh, you know, you're going to accidentally cancel a purchase or make a purchase you don't really want to do, all that kind of stuff. It's a whole racket. But yeah, there you go for that whole thing. But uh, yeah, let's get to our next section here. Nintendo's House of Indies holiday event, uh, where they uh, had a quick little video every day for the past week announcing some indie news and such. Uh, for day one on Monday, they announced that Floppy Nights is out now. Uh, this is a tactics game fused with card game mechanics. Uh, this is from yeah Rose City Games. Uh, and I believe uh, one of the uh, artists on this worked on Dicey Dungeons. So it's a similar kind of art style for this game here. So that looks pretty neat uh, to check out. Mortal Shell Complete Edition released on the Switch is like a, a surprise release. So that's the uh, the uh, Souls-like game kind of finally coming out for the Switch. I'm curious how that plays because that's a game that's had a little bit of issues on the other consoles. So I'd be curious to see how that goes there. Uh, but then they also announced a couple of games coming out next year. Roman Sands Rebuild. Uh, this is... Let's see, wash up on the shores of a timeless luxury retreat with no choice but to serve the whims of its unhinged inhabitants when you be engulfed by the sun. Uh, hiding within a decrepit zoological research facility. Uh, let's see, the outside world's hostile and inhabitable. Life support fades. Okay, mix of visual novel, adventure, puzzle-solving, horror, and survival simulation. So that could be a neat mix. Uh, coming out summer 2023. Uh, the other game they announced, Paparazzi, that is finally coming to the Switch in early 2023. Uh, that is a game where you are taking pictures of dogs to satisfy uh, various little quests you get and all that kind of stuff. Uh, very cute game. And then also you can figure out that uh, you're a sentient camera that walks around and takes these pictures of these dogs uh, doing stuff. So there's the first day. Uh, day two here, uh, The Captain is out now. Uh, this is from Sisiac Games and Tomorrow Corporation. Uh, it's a retro-inspired adventure game. Uh, I'm trying to look at this now. Okay, I see what this is. Uh, yeah, you, We'll have you uh, race back home across the galaxy, collect new friends on your journey, make new enemies. You won't be able to save everyone who will you leave behind. Okay. Yeah, this kind of makes it sound like FTL, that kind of thing. Uh, but maybe more story-focused versus combat-focused. I'm not sure, but that could be neat. Uh, the other game is Punch Win. Uh, basically, it's a new game from Shinin. Uh, you're on a quest to solve the mystery of the treasure of Punch Mountain. 
punch your way down, collect money and diamonds, improve your punching skills, and make some new friends along the way. I believe this is basically like Mr. Driller, in a sense, but more platformer-ish kind of stuff to it. Uh, and you're also a penguin that punches stuff, so that's a cute little thing. So yeah, that's a yeah, <laughs> that's a game you can get uh, for mm-hmm. fifteen bucks. Yep. Uh, so that's a cool one. I think the captain's twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the games that are coming out next year: there's the Gecko Gods, uh, chill puzzle platformer about a tiny gecko exploring a mysterious island yep. while on a mission to save their friend. Oh, yeah, this is the one that. I saw people talking about this. It's kind of like Breath of the Wild, but instead of being, you know, a hero, you're a gecko going around doing stuff. You can even get on a boat and ride that around, all that kind of stuff. I don't know that you're really uh, killing enemies or anything, but uh, more eating bugs and solving puzzles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And that'll be out sometime next year. Uh, the other game, Risk of Rain Returns, I believe is the remake of the original Risk of Rain uh, with a new art style, mostly new art style. I think it still looks somewhat similar to the original game, but has a bit more detail and all that to it. Uh, but gets it out on more platforms. I think it's PC and Switch. Uh, that'll be out sometime next year. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And yeah, this is the game that the. I don't think the devs are working on this anymore because they sold the property off to Gearbox. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's specifically making this. Mm. Unless it's the original devs, I forget mm-hmm. what their name is, but that's day two. Uh, day three here. Uh, let's see. The stuff that's out now. Sonority. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an innovative music puzzle adventure game set in a lo- lovingly designed fascinating world. This touching story will play as S. Esther, uh, accompanied by an old oddball raccoon to discover the rockery, a place full of music and unique puzzle mechanics. That looks neat. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that yeah, it's like 3D-ish. Maybe solving some cool little environmental puzzles and that kind of stuff. That could be cool. Uh, Sail Forth is the other game that is out now. Uh, Sail a fleet of customizable ships across an ocean whose ancient depths have swallowed the key to the mysterious past. You find fish folk to expand your boat crews, take up arms against petulant pirates, and chart a course across an expansive watery world. Oh yeah, this game. Okay. Yeah, it's like a game where you're boating around, uh, firing at other boats sometimes, doing other stuff, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that could be neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's on a launch discount until the 28th for 18 bucks instead of 20 Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's coming out in the future uh, next year, Tin Hearts April 20th next year uh, this is a, we're guiding a group of mischievous tin soldiers through a magical toy filled world using a variety of whimsical and inventive contraptions to boot to bounce, shoot, and glide them to their goal, so I guess a little Lemmings-ish kind of thing uh, he has more than 50 levels time-bending soldier routing riddles Fortunate paths for your toys to follow and solve increasingly elaborate puzzles to unravel the emotional, thought-provoking story of Albert J. Butterworth, genius inventor of Victorian times. So, yeah, that could be neat. Uh, and the other game, Potion Craft Alchemist Simulator, uh, that is uh, coming out spring 2023 as just sort of an alchemy simulator where you physically interact with your tools and ingredients to brew potions. I need to take a look at this one because I think it's 
I guess the 2D one. Yeah, so you're kind of setting up elaborate sort of designs of the of this whole setup for making these potions. Uh, so yeah, that could be neat and has kind of a uh, an old art style look to it, like middle mid ages, middle ages kind of look to it. So that could be neat. Yeah, because there's another alchemy simulator that's physical 3D one. You're kind of walking around your your little shop doing different things, that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's not the one that this one's talking about. So there you go. Uh, day four, there's melatonin that is out now. Uh, this is uh, a sort of, it's a game that looks like a chill game, but it is not. It is rhythm heaven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically your main character is asleep and kind of having these various types of dreams that turn into, you know, Rhythm Heaven style puzzles, uh, kind of stuff that's, uh, Rhythm Puzzle kind of, kind of stuff where, you, you know, you do your initial, like, tutorial thing to learn how to play it, uh, and then, uh, do it for real and realize, like, oh, the kick gloves are off. Oh, I'm fucked. If I don't learn this kind of thing. I so. played the demo over the summer, and, uh, yeah, you're comparing it to Rhythm Heaven, but I think it's much harder, so. Yeah. Uh, like you said, it looks really chill, but it's anything but chill. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The other game that is out now, Hyper Gun Sport, uh, is from uh, Necrosoft Games, who make a lot of cool indie stuff. Yeah, this is uh, Cyberpunk Volleyball with Guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, play 2v2 or 1v1, co-op, single-player circuit modes as well. Each of 17 has a light story, unique weapons, and a stage of the own gimmick. As you progress, new rule sets change the game. There's an unlockable AI mode as well. Yeah, hardcore action game, but we are hardcore about our accessibility options too, ensuring the game is played by everyone. So, yeah, that is out now, $24.99. Yeah, I've got links to Gematsu articles on a lot of these games because they're not all just coming out to Switch. A lot of them are coming to other platforms as well. So uh, you can check those for that stuff. Uh, things coming out in the future after Image. A uh, hand-drawn 2D action adventure game emphasizes fast-paced combat with diversified character builds, non-linear levels. Uh, so that looks like it could be pretty neat. That's out April 25th of next year. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And Smile for Me is the other one. Uh, spring 2023, a heartbroken, heartbroken clown, wayward souls, and juicy mechanical lips. As the big event draws near, help the troubled residents of... The Habitat and Demask the Mysterious Doctor Habit before it's too late. It's an unusual point click adventure game of making people happy. So there you go for that one. It's day four done. And day five is where the big stuff happened because that's where Sports Story finally released. As mm-hmm. people were complaining, like it's December, you know, it's almost the end of December. Where's Sports Story? That kind of thing. And it's like, all right, it's out now. Go buy it. Yep, it was basically a surprise one. Yeah. Um, I think it's okay, it's fifteen bucks. So pretty good price for that. Uh so there you go for that. Out now that's the only one that's out now. Uh the other three are in the future. Uh Sea of Stars, which we've already seen them talk about it. Uh for Switch. I believe it's coming to everything pretty much. As uh, the prequel to the Messenger. Uh, but instead of being sort of a Metroid-like kind of game, it's a JRPG-style uh, 
game. Uh, all that kind of stuff. I think more in line with like a Suikoden as far as like having a bunch of different characters you can recruit. Uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that looks neat. Uh, Dustin Neon. Uh, this is, let's see, that's just beginning in Dustin Neon, an action-packed twin-stick roguelite shooter set in a post-apocalyptic Wild West overrun by villainy. Plays a mysterious gunslinger as he embarks upon an epic quest filled with twitch trigger Precision gunplay, armies of menacing robots, and incredible boss fights. So yeah, that'll be out early 2023. Uh, let's see. And the last one is Undying. Uh, infected by a zombie bite. Inlings, days are numbered. She must not fight to survive, not for herself, but her young son, Cody. Mm-hmm. Sure, Cody survive on a zombie-infested world by protecting him and teaching him valuable skills yeah. at any cost. Uh, this is... Uh, neat looking game. It'll be out spring 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you go for all these various uh, days of this neat little House of Indies event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty nifty thing. Um, I didn't even know this was a thing until like maybe a couple days ago. So mm-hmm. I think it could be a little bit more marketing. But um, I do like the way things were spread out. Like uh, as as we go through every passing day from day one through day five. In my opinion, the announcements became even cooler. Uh, Sports Story was probably a little obvious, but, you know, I like that they also put some focus on Sea of Stars. You know, like, I've been waiting for that game for a long time. The delay is uh, a bit of a punch in the mouth, but, you know, um, really looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, um, it's it's always cool to know about indies around this time, too, because, you know, it's like, all right, the year's almost over, but don't forget about us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's... uh... That's it for the news. Uh, we're going to take a look at this 2023 Q1 release preview because there's a lot of stuff here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a lot of this stuff is just things we have talked about previously, dates and such. Uh, there's a couple of new things on here uh, that are pretty neat. So, yeah, the January is kind of quiet, at least for notable stuff. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. still be a couple things coming out here uh, early on, but... Kicks off on January 12th with Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the uh, sort of retro-inspired sort of uh, ninja action game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. The next day, on the 13th, One Piece Odyssey releases. Yep. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC. That is uh, One Piece finally getting uh, probably the sort of proper kind of game it should have had. Uh, at some point, a big old JRPG that is very much Dragon Quest styled yeah. uh, with the uh, the creator working on it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I don't believe it is canonical, but uh, they're on sort of a, a new island they have landed on uh, with a bunch of weird stuff going on. Uh, though also a big part of the game is sort of these flashback things where you go back to some of the biggest arcs in the series yeah. to relive that stuff. I don't know if they change okay. anything up for it, but uh, you get to experience some of that stuff in the same style. Uh, I know Alabasta and a few others are in there as well. So that's a neat looking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see January 18th, a space for the unbound. Uh, that is an indie game that is looking real neat. Uh, that is PlayStation, Xbox, switch PC, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next day, Persona 3 Portable f- comes out on everything uh, except for PlayStation 5. 
Uh, and then Persona 4 Golden releases that same day as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. Yep. Uh, they'll be on Game Pass for both of those. Yep. Uh, so um, there's... We'll be playing Persona 4 pretty much day one this comes out. So Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then the next day, Nintendo gets into the, the picture with Fire Emblem Engage mm-hmm. uh, to make sure you don't forget about them. Yep. Uh, so you get that uh, newest Fire Emblem, which is a bit different from the last one because it basically seems to be like uh, set up in sort of a more recent era of the world. Yeah. That then is able to pull in classic Fire Emblem heroes from various eras to yep. fight with them. Mm-hmm. A very way, in a way that's like we didn't want to make a new game and then have all the people whine that their favorite people weren't around. Yeah. So they had to include them in yep, some way. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and that day as well, uh, there are things for other uh, the other consoles as Monster Hunter rises out on PlayStation and Xbox. Mm-hmm. I believe that is also on Game Pass, so there you go for that. A busy few days there mm-hmm. with a bunch of big games. Uh, the week after that, Forspoken's out on January 24th, PS5 and yep. PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the demo's still out on PlayStation 5, so you can check that out. Yeah, I played a little bit of that. That's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, the weird thing is the demo throws you into like a random part later in the game. Mm-hmm. Where you're like level 17. Yeah, and just throws a quick tutorial at you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, go run around and fuck shit up. Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it seems neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. On the 26th, Wonder Boy Anniversary Collection. This is the second of their anniversary collections, but this seems like the the right one mm-hmm. that people would have wanted because I believe it includes all six games in it. But like the uh, the TMNT Cowabunga collection, this includes like multiple versions of each game, mm-hmm. uh, so you can get like the the Famicom version of some of them, uh, the uh, you know NES version, you know Japanese, English. Uh, the various platforms they got ported to, uh, most of them. I don't. Mm. I wouldn't say all of them because I don't. I don't know particularly where all of them released, but that's a cool thing there. Mm. Uh, that's coming to PlayStation and Switch. Uh, and then the next day, January twenty seventh, is Dead Space the remake. Mm-hmm. Final yeah. releases on the new consoles and PC. Yeah, it seems like the thing that people. Uh, really would have wanted out of... The Callisto Protocol, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually... Uh, I've played the original Dead Space recently because it's on Game Pass, and surprisingly, it still holds up really well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, this remake is looking really good. I want to... Yeah, they've done a cu- couple of cool things. Like, it's now a a more open space yeah. uh, ship there. Yeah. Versus being pretty linear with mostly just branching yeah, areas. Was, you can kind of move around pretty easily between different areas. Yeah. It was, uh, the, I will say the original game or a door ish. Like it's, I, like I understand why, cause I understand the motif they were trying to go with, but yeah, it's, uh, it does get noticeable year, you know, years later. Yeah. And this kind of, cause I like think in the original, you could just basically pull up your little uh, map thing to 
uh, like highlights like what the the main direction you should go in for your yeah. main quest, and then you could be like, all right, I'm not going to go that way. I'll go elsewhere. Yeah. Look for shit to get uh, crafting materials and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like they're doing a lot of smart stuff to make this, you know, more of the same, but also add some some new elements to make it fresh. Yeah. To it, so that looks like it's going to be neat and mm-hmm. do the thing people wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then January thirty first, we get a couple of big games here: SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake. Yep. Uh, for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, sort of a, another one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Season, A Letter to the Future for PlayStation and PC is also out. The the indie game that's been the... I think it's been talked about for a while. Uh, also has some potential issues with it with the developer where one of the chief creative people that founded the studio was being very abusive to people and has essentially been forced into uh, like having to stay away from everybody and sort of work through a mediator uh, with the rest of the team, which is a weird whole thing. Yeah. It makes it kind of uncertain of whether it's a game I really want to support or not. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, the demo, I still have the demo, so I have to jump into that to see what to expect out of that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like they've been showing that one ever since, you know, before the PS five was out and I believe it was a, uh, it was featured in the pre-show the Game Awards like last year. And yeah, it looks really whimsical. looks really interesting. But yeah, everything you said makes me wary about whether or not I want to support this company. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we get to February. That was just all January. Yep. Yeah, I mean, January is pretty thick uh, as far as RPGs go. You know, you have One Piece Odyssey. You have the Persona games. You got Fire Emblem, Forspoken. A lot of stuff there that can take more than a month to beat. So mm-hmm. And then we'll get to February, where uh, it's no slouch either. Uh, February 2nd, Deliver Us Mars finally releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deliver Us the Moon was a big game. as uh, It's kind of just a basic kind of uh, third-person adventure game mm-hmm. uh, where you are uh, going up to this moon colony to uh, escape and uh, trying to figure out like what's going on, why is all this stuff not working. And then this one is going to Mars to have more fun, I guess. Yep. Uh, that's uh, on the, all the PlayStations, Xboxes and PC. Uh, if you have PlayStation extra, I think that is on there. Deliver us the moon or yeah, deliver us the moon. Uh, that's on there. It's well worth checking out if you're into space stuff and adventure stuff, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, then follow the following week, February 9th, Clash Artifacts of Chaos. Uh, if you know the Xeno Clash games, this is the follow-up to that, where they said instead of making their weird first-person, you know, action combat game, uh, they're making a Souls-like, uh, which is a very weird thing. Uh, I think it was one of the demos that was on the the recent Xbox Demo Fest. Uh, as well as Steam stuff, uh, that some people should probably keep an eye on. Actually, you get all that weird visual and the, the weird universe kind of thing. Uh, but more uh, Souls kind of thing. I, don't, I haven't even gotten around to checking out the demo to see exactly how that all works, but I've heard some de- decent stuff with that. Uh, but then the following day, Hogwarts Legacy finally releases on the new consoles and PC. Yeah. Uh, 
I think they delayed the Switch and old console versions till later this year. So there'll be even further delay there. But yeah, it's a game that's probably going to be a good thing for some people and others that are tired of J.K. Rowling and her shit. Yeah. Are very much staying away from that game. Yeah. Yeah, the, unfortunately, the game looks amazing in, in, in every bit of the word, especially as a huge Harry Potter fan, but I can't bring it in myself to support her. You know, you can, you can buy it and then, like, you know, donate to a to a charity or something, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a miss that one. Yeah, that might be a good one to get it a GameStop if uh, those still exist. Mm. By then, uh, we'll see, but yeah, that's going to be... Uh, an interesting release to see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, the following week, Blanc is out February 14th. Yep. Switch and PC, that is the, the neat little indie game where a fawn and I think a like young fox uh, are sort of trapped out in the the wilderness in the winter, and they kind of have to work together to uh, get through various obstacles and survive together. Uh, so you get that kind of fun little thing. Uh, then we go into another uh, stretch of tough releases. The At Rhythm Final Bar Line. I, keep, I still keep thinking that's uh, Thin Blue Line, uh, but uh, that is PS4 and Switch. That is uh, the popular Square Enix rhythm game. Yep. with a bunch of songs from the various Final Fantasy games, mm-hmm. as well as I think they've said they'll have DLC with songs from various other RPG properties they have. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts, I think, a uh, bunch of stuff. Uh, that'll be one to keep an eye on mm-hmm. uh, for that. So that's finally getting off of the Nintendo platform, Yep, as is a trend they've had uh, with their recent announcements. Uh these these sort of franchises that were only on the on the 3DS or DS or whatever uh, finally come to other platforms. Uh, then the 17th, Tales of Symphonia Remastered hits PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, a probably a solid remaster, but also it still keeps everything at 30 FPS. Mm-hmm. That game should be great. Mm. It is. It is even. Even seeing it like now, it's just it's really rough. But it's yeah, a better game yeah. series. Yep. Yeah, it's unfortunate to have like all these other remasters and remakes doing a great job of making the games look new and fresh and feeling great on these new consoles. Yeah. And this one's like, ah, oh, we'll keep everything at thirty because we they probably made bad engine decisions when they made the game originally. Yeah, <laughs> haven't sort of figured out the way to get past that. Uh, despite you know the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch being much more powerful than a GameCube was, you'd think they'd be able to brute force it. But uh, also on the 17th is Wild Hearts for the new consoles and PC. That is EA and Koei Tecmo's Monster Hunter clone, uh, where they said, "Hey, uh, Koei Tecmo, you're great at making uh, clones of other games. Uh, how about we work together?" Uh, to make a Monster Hunter clone that has a lot has like a really interesting art style to it. Uh, looks pretty neat. It's part of their EA Originals line somehow, but uh, it's interesting how Koei Tecmo's found like a second life uh, 
as not necessarily a publisher, but as a uh, using their studios to make games for other publishers, uh, Sony and Nintendo and a bunch of these other companies. Uh, that is kind of a, a neat second life for them and has worked out much better for them than making sort of middling Ninja Gaiden games and Dead or Alive and other stuff, various Dynasty Warriors and all that. So that's neat uh, for the 17th. Uh, then the following week, February 21st, we get Atomic Heart for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yep. Uh, I believe that is also on Game Pass, so you get that weird Russian Bioshock kind of thing. Yep. That just looks too weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm also all that's, here for it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a branding game. Yeah. Uh, that also that same day, Like a Dragon Ishin is out for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, the remake of uh, one of the uh, sort of spin-off Yakuza games where they made this in sort of a, a feudal Japan mm-hmm. era uh, where you play as a samurai who conveniently looks like Kiryu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ishin is a game that not a lot of people expect to come to come west. Uh, so hopefully that turns out well. And uh, the Yakuza, or like a dragon fans now, can get behind it. Yeah. I mean, they were right that it wasn't coming over because it took like nine years for this to happen. So mm-hmm. uh, that's good uh, that we'll get new versions of it mm-hmm. looking real good. You get to be a samurai cop, I guess, and mm-hmm. a gun as well if you need it. So there you go. And then, yeah, the the following day, February 22nd, PSVR 2 launches uh, with Horizon Call of the Mountain being its big uh, launch title. As well as there's like about 30 total games so far that have been confirmed for launch. You know, No Man's Sky is getting a PSVR 2 update. Resident Evil Village is also getting mm-hmm. uh, a big VR DLC update to go with that. Uh, a bunch of other games. Uh, Moss and Moss Book 2 are also going to be there at launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new game from Alchemy Labs, the, the makers of Job Simulator and Vacation Simulator. Yeah, their new games launch title. They got a pretty solid lineup there of games and uh, that kind of stuff that has me excited. I have a pre-order in, and yeah, if you didn't get picked to do a pre-order initially, they have them open pre-orders now mm-hmm. on the PlayStation Direct sites. Uh, I believe the date that'll say is like sometime launch week. You may still get it launch day uh, if things work out, but. Might also be a few days later there. So still chances to get in if you want to. Uh, let's see. The 23rd, as we talked about before, Grim Guardians, Demon Purge is out. Uh, that is a neat looking game. Uh, February 24th, we've got three big games, uh, three games coming out that day. Uh, this one here I saw on the list, Clive and Wrench. It is a 3D platformer. Looks very much in the vein of a Banjo Kazooie kind of thing because you got, uh, I believe, a character named Clive and a cleric. I assume the other character's name is Wrench. Otherwise, I don't know. What, I don't know what the title's about, but uh, they both have their their uses. It might be a sentient Wrench. That might be his like second character. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I looked at the Steam page. I was like, this looks neat. Uh, that'll be out PlayStation, Switch, and PC. That day, but the the bigger games coming out that day. Kirby's return to uh, Kirby's return to Dreamland Deluxe. 
a remaster of a Wii Kirby game that is uh, related to Kirby's Dreamland. Sort of follow up to that. Uh, those I think those are the Game Boy games. Uh, and that's a pretty solid game. Yeah, it's uh, a, little, it. a little weird coming off of like how awesome Forgotten Land was. Like you would think they just. Uh, Chill off Kirby for a while, but no, uh, I don't know if like Kirby's just super popular on the Switch or what. But it seems like there's a lot of Kirby games now. There's always been a lot of Kirby games. There's a bunch on the 3DS. Uh, there are a bunch on the DS and the Wii. The Wii U got a few as well. Nothing really too big there, but yeah, they've let Hell Laboratory sort of just experiment a lot with Kirby uh, as well as making. Uh, their various games, and despite the the games being the the main platformers kind of being similar, they do take a lot of risks with them. So we have like Kirby's Epic Yarn on the Wii, which I would say that deserves a big Switch release. I know they did the 3DS release back uh, last gen, uh, but I think the the Switch would really make that game pop. It might already be on there. I might have forgotten that happened, but who knows. Uh, I think it's Yoshi's Woolly World that's on Switch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's that. And the other game also launching that day is Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Somehow it's on yeah. PlayStation despite the first game never launching there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox got that first game and they don't get the second. So who knows what's going on with Square Enix with yeah. this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a little bizarre, but it's, it's a good thing. It's, it's available to more people. It is a great franchise. And I hope uh, hope the second one is good. Yeah, uh, much like with uh, uh, Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line, they're sort of breaking away from this being you know, a Switch exclusive kind of thing and Nintendo publishing it, which means no sales, mm-hmm. noteworthy at least. You'll get it for 30% off or you'll go die in the gutter <laughs> uh, with that stuff. Uh, so it's great to say, like, hey, we can actually publish this. We might have some money finally to you know, publish our own games. So, yeah, there you go. Big release day there. Uh, and then February 28th, to cap off the month, Destiny 2 Lightfall, their next big expansions finally out for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And that is the the weird expansion where they add grappling hooks and uh, the new area looks very uh, maybe cyberpunkish with a lot of neon and all that kind of stuff. Really neat looking mm-hmm art style for the new thing so that could be a cool thing and also has just an absurd name lightfall uh that is a very generic kind of video game name to it but uh there and the other game out that day is scars above uh that is an indie yeah. game that got shown off i think in the pre-show for the game awards yeah. uh that is uh a neat looking game uh, it'll be out on playstation xbox and pc uh, so yeah, that is uh, one to keep an eye on there. Uh, that is February. Also yeah. a very busy month. Yep. Once again, February is uh, pr- pretty darn busy. I think it's a little less busy compared to the first month of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with, uh, I mean, my highlight here is Hogwarts, but I don't even know if I'm on that day one. And uh, that seems to be the common thing here. Um, none of this stuff is stuff that I'd probably want day one psvr2 is definitely not one of them i think the only thing i see myself getting on day one here is october is uh, octopath number two mm-hmm. no you're not gonna go for like a dragon 
Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I, I, I would totally go for that, too. Those two. All right. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, there's some neat stuff there. And then, then we'll get the March here, uh, which is maybe a little bit lighter, but not that much. Uh, March 2nd, there's Rune Factor 3 Special uh, for the Switch. That is a uh, remaster of the DS game, I believe. Uh, so I think that'll make it the the third of those games because they have uh, five is the new game. Four is uh, a remaster of a th- 3DS game. It might be a DS game. I don't know. I, I have it, and I cannot tell you whether that's a DS game or a 3DS game. So I don't know. But there's more of that, uh, a bit of mix of you know farming and combat and all that stuff. So there you go, March 3rd, The Last of Us Part 2, or Part 1 that comes to PC, so that PC gamers can experience the uh, the story, the game that has been talked about for a decade now is how good it is. So PC gamers can play it and be like, eh, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but by the time that game launches, I think the, uh, serials, the series will be done with Season 1, so I guess it's a good timing there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also out March 3rd, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, uh, which is another new Ko- uh, Koei Tecmo game. Uh, this time it is, I think this is the one that is uh, uh, Team Ninja, sort of fresh off of the Neo stuff. Uh, yeah, this is a yeah. Team Ninja game. Uh, fresh off of making Neo, kind of say, like, hey, what if we make uh, another one of those, but instead of being. Uh, Japanese folklore. This is more in the Three Kingdoms universe. Three Kingdoms period, yeah. 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 Three Kingdoms action RPG. It maybe has more action mechanics to it. Has a lot of like parry and all this kind of weird stuff to it that uh, you have bows to it. I don't think it's necessarily supposed to be like their Elden Ring. I think it's more just they're putting more like Ninja Gaiden-esque kind of uh, combat stuff into it, and you'll probably have the freedom to use that or not. Who knows? Uh, they had, they had a quick little like demo thing uh, earlier this year, uh, so that looks pretty neat. But yeah, when I've tried out the demo, I basically went through the tutorial. And was like, all right, I'll save here and I'll come back later, and I never came back. Uh, but yeah, that's looking like a neat game. If you want one of those. Yeah, that was in my eye when it was first unveiled. I did think there was a little bit of jank there, but you know, hopefully between uh, then and now, it's been fixed up. But yeah, that one looks, looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it has a a nice character creator that you know the 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 Souls games typically don't with their stuff. They have a character creator, but you don't always make cool characters out of it. Like Elden Ring was the closest to being good. But also, if you were trying to make a person of color and the hair and all that kind of stuff, it failed spectacularly on that. So, uh, but then we'll get to March 9th here. Fatal Frey Mask of the Lunar Eclipse is finally coming out. Uh, the newest game, I think the, I think it's a port of the Wii U game. I think I, I lose track of which of these games is which. Uh, but that is uh, one of them that's coming out to all the platforms. Uh, so, yeah, that is uh, something you can uh, check out. 
Yeah, I'm just double checking. Oh, this was the Wii game. Okay. This is a Wii game that's now coming to Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC, so more people can check that out. Uh, also out that day is Oni, Road to the to Road to Be the Mightiest Oni. Uh, which is sort of a little action game uh where you're playing as an Oni, a uh, little demon dude who's trying to who's a little dude, but he's trying to be, you know, the biggest one. Uh trying to beat others to show that uh, he's got the heart to uh, be the best demon around. So that is on the PlayStation's Switch and PC. That looks neat. Uh, and also out that day, Skull and Bones. Supposedly. Finally. <laughs> supposedly it'll be out that yeah. day. Uh, new consoles and PC. God, that I am just... Uh, I'm, I hope it ends up coming out okay. God, that game has been like in just one of the most legendary examples of you know development hell in recent history. And I'm I'm worried what it's going to look like when it comes out. Yeah, I uh, want we'll to see, but yeah, that could be either an interesting game or just an end to a saga that people will be glad to be over with. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll look more than fine. I don't think it'll play that well, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, March 14th, The Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure is finally out. PS4, Switch, and PC. And so that is the, the other PSP game that they are porting to the new to the to these consoles. Uh, so that'll be uh, another one of those games that have been it took way too long to come to the West. Uh, finally getting released for people to check out. Uh, let's see here. For March 17th, there's Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. I was announced at the Game Awards. It's sort of the spinoff of Bayonetta 3 uh, that looks like it's going to be a fairly different game uh, that's, you know, is Bayonetta as a younger girl uh, figuring out her witch powers, uh, trying to become a witch at least and gain those powers with her demon friend, that kind of stuff. Uh, but also that same day is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which also got a nice showing at the Game Awards. Looks really sharp. Uh, looks like everything that you hoped the original game would be in terms of uh, visual polish and all that kind of stuff. But uh, hey, they, that game did well enough that they got a second chance to do it right. And hopefully that game uh, uh, releases better than the original did. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That is uh, only on the new consoles and PC. And then uh, March 22nd, Have a Nice Death finally releases on the Switch and PC. I think it's been in early access on PC for a little while. Uh, but this is a game where you are playing as Death, uh, dealing with his business, uh, where all the managers seem to have gone rogue and done their own nasty shit, I guess, inside his business. So he's got to go and clean house. Uh, that kind of stuff. So that looks neat. Uh, also coming to Switch PC on March 23rd, Storyteller. Uh, this looks like a cool little... Uh, narrative storytelling game where uh, you're getting these sort of uh, storybook kind of looking setup where you are given you know a, a framework of a story that's sort of told in like maybe a maybe almost like a, a web comic kind of thing in like four frames and you have the different characters and uh, maybe some uh, items for different things to happen and you sort of place them in these different parts of the of these frames and sort of tell a story. Uh, 
either trying to do the the one that you're being asked to or finding alternate solutions, that kind of stuff. Uh, that looks pretty neat. Uh, then March 24th, Resident Evil 4 is finally out, the remake uh, for uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. The new Xbox is in PC. Uh, that is the long-awaited remake of Resident Evil 4 that people have been very... I was scared of what it would be because they think Resident Evil 4 is kind of a perfect game as is, and they're kind of doing this game to kind of maybe smooth over some of its rough edges of the original game. A lot of the stuff that's maybe a little too clunky and weird about it. Uh, and bring it up to the, the visual style that the, uh, the recent remakes of two and four or two and three uh, did and do some, some more cool stuff on top of that. Uh, so that looks neat. Then the last one here, Crime Boss Rocket City, uh, only for PC at launch. It'll be coming to the console, uh, yeah, the consoles uh, later in the year. Uh, no idea why it's only on PC at launch. Uh, but this is the the 505 games where it very much looks like a sort of maybe a PVE kind of game, trying to uh, coast off of a bunch of. Uh, actors they've hired to be in the game, uh, you know, Danny Glover and Michael Madsen, even Chuck Norris, Vanilla Ice, uh, and some of these other characters, uh, these actors who are big in uh, movies and pop culture in the 80s and 90s, uh, who are now back in sort of younger forms to be in this like weird PVE, maybe GTA style thing. Uh, I don't know. We haven't really seen much in the way of gameplay, so it's hard to tell what it's going to be, but I guess it's going to be out in about three months on PC, so we'll have to see if that is more of them signing exclusivity deal with Epic Games, I believe, or if it's like a soft launch before they release on the consoles. Who knows, but yeah, that's your March. Got some nice stuff there. Nothing... Nothing that seems like it's going to uh, destroy people's wallets outside of maybe Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Resident Evil 4. Um, there you go. Yep. For, for March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will definitely be thick into uh, Legend of Heroes and um, Bayonetta and uh, Star Wars Jedi. Again, the, 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 the first, uh, the first uh, quarter of um, mm-hmm. the year insane so it's gonna be a big year and uh, if we can get by this we'll be all right hopefully yeah i don't know because the the dates we have for like april may and june are also looking pretty stiff for that stuff and yeah this again this is only like notable stuff that has been highlighted for these there are probably a bunch of indie stuff that is coming uh in these months that i have not seen or have forgotten was coming uh that'll be Nice little surprises or things we find out more about as they get closer to launch. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. So there's probably a lot of smaller stuff in there. That'll add more flavor to these months and make it even harder to uh, keep up or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, some some nice stuff coming out in the first few months. Uh, things that you can use, like gift cards to pre-order or whatever. Uh but yeah, that is going to do it for Day Zero Update for this week. And uh, this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Brandon Danner for joining. Always. Uh, next time we talk to you, we'll be talking about Game of the Year stuff. Yep. As we 
get all our details nailed down and get all our videos and articles and stuff uh, yeah. done. So, yeah, thank you all for listening this year. We'll be back next year with a a new slate of stuff to talk about. And uh, if you enjoy the show, feel free to let friends and family know to uh, check it out and yeah. select strangers that uh, will wish you some Christmas ch- cheer this year. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you have a good holidays up ahead and we'll see you all next time.